What's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn with Yellowbird Homebuyers. You're listening to the Yellowbird Connect podcast. This is episode six with Melissa Morrow from Rave Reviews Homestead. The main reason we started Connect is we were just sick of attending the same seminars um, and hearing a sales pitch all the time at the end. We just wanted to do something different, something that added value. It's just not who we are. It's not what we're doing. It's that we're consistent in doing it, and we're good at converting the leads that come in. So we're putting all that information out there for free, giving everyone that opportunity to do it also. The idea behind it is the more we give, the more we get back. If you all have liked what you've been hearing, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Now let's get into today. All right, how's it going, everybody? This is Pat Flynn. I'm here with Kyle Paskowitz. It's another episode of the Yellowbird Connect show. Um, today we're talking about home staging. We got Melissa Morrow with us from Rave Reviews home staging. Uh, me personally, it's not something I knew a ton about before I got involved in this full time. Um, so I think this episode's great for someone um, trying to sell a house on their own and especially flippers or um, anyone that's renovating a house. Uh, what home staging does for the market, what it does for um buyers walking through your house and just uh how it can affect the sale price of the house in days on market so how you doing melissa i'm great thanks for having me absolutely can we start with just a little bit about your background uh where you're from what you used to do before rave and kind of just give us the quick bio get us up to speed on where we're at now Sure. I've been home staging for about 14 years now. Uh, prior to becoming a home stager, I actually worked in a real estate office and I was the manager. So I sort of overlooked the whole operations of the real estate office. Uh, I had the opportunity to put MLS data in on a regular basis and add the photos for the agents in our office. And I got to see how everything was listed on the market. And it was pretty terrible, I have to say. And it was, this was kind of when the market was at its peak before the last recession. So and, six or so. Was, was, okay. Yeah. And I was in Charleston, South Carolina at the time. And the opinions for most people was basically just get your house on the market, put a sign in the yard and you were going to get multiple offers. And so agents didn't really do anything to help the homeowners get the house ready. And, and I have to say, honestly, when the recession came, the company that I started there in Charleston, we picked up a lot of volume very quickly for homes that sat on the market. But as the real estate market has again improved, we're seeing that again, realtors are in the bad habit of not really wanting to give advice or not knowing how to give advice on how to help homeowners properly prepare their house to get maximum value. Back then, uh, 06 or so in Charleston, South Carolina, were, was anything being staged or was staging even a thing back then? I don't even know. I'm ignorant to all of this. Yeah. So staging started in California in the eighties, actually during that recession. And it, um, so it started during a recession. It started during a recession. Um, Barb Schwartz of, um, staged homes. She was what most people in the industry basically consider the founder of the staging profession. And it's taken a very long time to get to the East Coast. And I think that the industry has changed a lot along the way. So I'm excited to have been in the industry for so long now and been able to see sort of the shifts and changes as they've occurred. Okay. So you 
We're up in uh, Charleston. Um, when did you come down to Jacksonville? Area? So we moved to Jacksonville in, um, let's see, in fall of 2013. Okay. So my husband, I, I had a staging company in Charleston, of course, and my husband was given an opportunity in, um, for a so company. So you did have a staging with. company in Charleston? I owned a staging company in Charleston, yeah. Okay. Um, and it was doing very well, and I had a business partner there. And uh, my husband, like I said, was given an opportunity to for his profession down here in Jacksonville. It was something that he couldn't say no to. And so I sold my staging company to my business partner at the time, who was also a stager. And... Um, came down here. I wasn't going to start over again. Uh, I thought I would sort of retire. It's very difficult when you own a mid to high six figure staging company that's, you know, sort of doing well on its own without having to do much work to get the business at that point. We'd built a reputation. We had, um, clientele that was constantly referring us business to come into an area where you know no one and then think you're going to start over again from scratch. So that seemed very daunting at the time. And, um, it's funny because I just got bored. I was really bored and I was overqualified for almost any position I could apply for, but I didn't have a college education. So while I was overqualified in my skill set, I was underqualified in, um, the education part. You got sucked right back into it. I got sucked right back into it. So when I was looking at what I wanted to do, um, that's funny because I walked into home goods and went. Oh man, I missed this. I'm back. I'm back. And I left with a van full of stuff that I knew I could use and had my first um, gig, you know, my first staging project within two weeks and haven't looked back. Really? That's great. And now coming from that, coming from just a truck of stuff from home goods to where you guys are at now, that's some pretty good growth right there. Yeah. So less than five years later, we, um, so in 2018, we're going to close the books at about 1.1 million in sales. That's great. Killing it. And how many houses do you stage a month? So we typically stage anywhere from 35 to 50 houses a month. So in the slower months, like January and December are typically slow months. Um, most people take time off. A lot of homeowners are not really willing to stage because they don't think the buyers are in the market, which is a little bit of a fallacy. Um, but they're not really willing to stage it. When we get to the end of January, beginning of February, we're going to start ramping up and we'll hit peak right around the um, end of May. And then we'll have a little dip in there in June and July. And then we'll pick back up in the fall. Right. So a question I would have is, uh, we're still not sure exactly what our demographic is that's going to listen to this, but I see an episode like this as someone that's just getting started flipping, maybe has a couple under their belt. The market's good right now, um, but you know they kind of have skinnier margins on their flips because it's their first couple. So they're you know, um, if they're going to stage a house, it's going to cut into their profit. Is probably what they would think. That's what they're going to think. But so I'm what would you say, say? They're really wrong. On so that. yeah, exactly. What would you yeah. say to someone just getting starting flipping? Doesn't really understand staging. Doesn't understand the value that it brings. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? If you can find a really good staging company, one that understands how to look at the demographic of who the buyer is going to be for that house, they are going to be able to create a return on the investment that is superior to almost any improvement they can make in the house. There's no doubt. 
So if you have to make a choice between putting in um, Formica countertops versus granite in order to pay for staging, I can guarantee you should put in the Formica and pay for staging because the staging, if it's a good company that does full service, meaning they stage the entire house, not just a few key rooms, if they can do all of that, then you are going to get a much higher return on your investment in staging than you are improving any part of the house. I would even argue that uh, even if you did all your improvements and you were still over budget and you're kind of fighting on the edge of, God, I did this and that, should I still stage it? I think staging even then will give you, I think you just, uh, would you agree, Kyle? You no get doubt. your money back I just mean, no doubt. There's whatever not, it costs to stage it's it. The, it's the hidden gem to this whole, you know, flipping business. Um, for us, it's it's the final piece. You know, it's at, get the home clean, get it staged. It doesn't matter you know, what I'm into a house for over budget, under yeah, you budget, don't even, I mean, what the position is. It doesn't matter what it is. We stage 100% of our houses. Um, that's an it, interesting perspective just because you've done so many, you don't even, you literally don't even look at the books to see how, how much you're into it. It's not just no, it's question. not even, it's not a, it's not even a decision. It's like, it's like cleaning the house at the end. Are you going to leave it dirty? Right. No, you're going to, are you going to unstage it? No, you're going to stage it. So I have a fun anecdote, if I can tell it, for a situation that happened like this. So we have a customer, um, this happened maybe about a year and a half ago. We had a customer that was typically gave us their their flips, but they had this one house. And um, I'll say anything that could go wrong with this house went wrong with this house. And we would watch sort of the progress on Facebook because they were really good about showing the updates and what was happening along the way for educational purposes to other flippers. And um, the house was a very inexpensive house. Their goal for list price was um, $99.9. And so obviously a low end house. For us at the time, our minimum for that stage would have been $2,000. And as they got to the end and it was clear that they were just about finished, I reached out to them because I said, hey, I don't see this house on our books yet. I don't see it on the calendar. So when are we going to stage it? And he said, you know, you've seen the progress. You know, everything's that could go wrong when when went wrong, that we're going to be lucky if we can get our list price. If we can get our list price, then we probably will still be in the negative on this house. So there's absolutely no money to spend on staging. So I made the executive decision to say, you've been a good customer, so let me make a deal with you. If you list the house with us staging it, I'll do it for no cost if you don't get at least the staging money back. So if they were going to list for $99.9, then I expected that they were going to get an offer of at least $102, right? And if they didn't get an offer of at least 102, then they didn't owe us a penny. We would just do it because they'd been a good customer and we wanted them to get maximum value. Well, when they got the pictures back, because we also provide professional photography, when they got the pictures back, they were so impressed with the staging and what it looked like after we'd been in there, they listed it for 119.9 and got multiple offers and full list price the weekend that it hit the market. that's i like that story because two years ago i would have listened to you say that and i would have been like yeah whatever i i don't believe that at all but now seeing what 
it does actually look like and the professional photography that gets done the, the listing pictures that get cut on the MLS I that doesn't shock me at all it right really so if we hadn't made that deal then they might have been lucky to get 99.9 so you know that's an $18,000 return and of course we ended up getting paid for the deal but imagine where they would have been if they decided to penny pinch and not make that one last investment push mm-hmm. right and so from that point on of course every house regardless of budget we got staged yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, I get that phone call all the time, new investors. Hey, my house is sitting there on the market for a while. And you know, what should I do? I had one, somebody emailed us uh, last week, had a house in Fernandina and another one in the South side, um, just came in the website kind of asking for advice and gave him a quick phone call and, and, uh, pulled up his pictures, you know, immediately, you know, staging. It's the one thing you're missing. Everything else is fine. You know, some things in his product could have been better and his renovation could have been better, but, but it was obvious. And it's funny because I've had so many people ask me that same question over the years of, you know, Hey, what should I do here? You know, and I'll say home staging. Oh, I don't think this house needs it. And, and I always say, you know, literally, do you think I'm an idiot? Cause I stage 100% of my houses and there's a cost to it. But if I, you know, with as much volume, if I'm staging 150, 200 houses a year, uh, personally, I'm not doing it just to do it. You know, I'm not doing it just, <laughs> a lot of money just because just yes, I'm spending 300,000 plus dollars, $400,000 a year on staging personally. I'm not doing it just because I want to do it. I'm doing it because it works. Um, plain and simple, no other way around it. You know, can a house sell without staging? Sure. Absolutely. But if you're doing volume and whether you're a homeowner or anything, I mean, my personal house and Pablo, you staged for me, sold in one day on the market. The house was beautiful before, you know, it was professionally designed by my wife. Still, when I left, when we moved out of the house, I told, you know, my wife, I was like, I'm going to take everything we own out and stage it because just because we have our style, what we like, doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way to sell your house. Um, anybody that would walk in my old house would say it's beautiful. You shouldn't do anything. It doesn't need to be staged. It wasn't that it was a huge transformation. It wasn't taking a house like some of our houses. You can take them from a three to a nine with staging. My house was already a eight, but it took it from an eight to a nine and sold in a day. And in that price range, it was a, you know, it worked. Um, and by far the, the cost of it, I tell everybody, I mean, I'll take a professionally staged house and the worst realtor in Jacksonville versus, versus the best realtor in Jacksonville with an unstaged home. Um, there's that, there's so much more value to the staging side than there is to the selling side. I mean, you've get, you know, what drives traffic, you know, the majority of traffic is pictures, it's, it's photography. I mean, when people nowadays as a realtor, you know, they've gotten pretty lazy because typically your home buyers finding the house and calling you saying, Hey, I want to look at this one, this one, and this one. It's not the realtor pulling up listings. It's the home buyer going on Zillow and, and truly in all the other places, realtor.com and sending it in. So, you know, so having that first look, you know, and having them see that property and schedule that appointment because it looks beautiful in the pictures is, is the first thing. And then, and then once they get in the house, you know, they can vision it as a home. Um, some houses, you know, you know, there's, there's some houses where staging has a crazy impact where you'll have really weird floor plans and, and cut up properties and small rooms. And, and, you know, Melissa's able to go in there and, you know, put it, make a living room into a room that, you know, most furniture wouldn't look right. And, and she can go in there and, you know, vision yourself living in it. Um, take odd hallways and turn them into offices, things like that. So you have no wasted space and people know exactly how they can live in that. Absolutely. 
And and that's key. And we also we also pay very careful attention to who the buyer is going to be, so we understand what the lifestyle and how they're going to live in that house, and we focus the plan around that buyer as opposed to just putting in whatever is available. That's what I wanted to touch on too, as I was going to segue from what Kyle was saying about staging his personal house. Something like Kyle's old house compared to you know a flip or in the Arlington or Riverside area, you're going to stage those completely different. Can you talk a little bit about the only seeing this? Because when I started off, I would think it's kind of a one size fits all thing. That was just kind of in my head before, but it's so much thought goes into it. Can you share a little bit about like, okay, someone sends you a house they want staged. What kind of goes into that? And what's the difference between a house in Riverside compared to a house in Arlington? Sure. So we have four stagers on staff right now, and they're each trained in our approach of going in and determining who the most likely buyer is. And they're going to look at, you know, various features. They're going to look at the age of the home and who's been moving into the houses. And for the most part, you can, if you just do a cursory drive around the neighborhood and you start looking at the cars and you start paying attention to, to what's around, are there swing sets in the backyard? Are they, you know, to say, are they little kids? And then you take a look at the, the greater demographics of the neighborhood. And is it near, you know, a, a great school district? Is it a first time home buyers community? Is it you know, an executive home uh, that, you know, the kids are likely to be older and the income is likely to be higher for the homeowners. You start looking and dialing in who's buying this house. And then you actually go in and once you figure out that part, you look at the architecture of the house. And so you're going to determine who's going to really enjoy this. If it's a mid-century modern home, we're obviously not going to put in contemporary pieces. We're going to keep that mid-century with a little bit of vintage vibe in it. You know, in Riverside, we're looking at that it's going to be a more artistic community. It's going to be a more artistic buyer. And so we're bringing in more accessories and a little more diversity of scale and what goes in there. And and often it's a little more fun and funky and colorful when we do those houses. So we're really trying to pay attention to who the buyer is, how they want to live in the house, and what's going to make them create an emotional draw to this specific property so that when they walk in, they go, I have to have it and I want it now. You know, we had a property in Riverside that that we got. And, um, the agent was frustrated because it was a very odd house. It was, it was vacant and, um, they were faced with the decision of having to, to actually do a price reduction in order to make it effective. It was in the mid three hundreds. They were looking at probably a $25,000 price reduction or staging it. And the homeowner was really, um, to put, you know, three to $4,000 in the house, that's money out of pocket versus just the fictional money that comes off at the closing table, right? And when we looked at the house and again in Riverside and, and it had a very funky feel, very low ceilings, open, open rafters, uh, open ductwork, uh, sort of a very tiny galley kitchen that almost, and I say a galley kitchen, really not because it was long and skinny, but because it felt like it was the galley of a boat, And one of our movers who was over seven feet tall, when he went upstairs, he had to actually lean over because he couldn't stand on the second floor. The ceilings were so low. So he had to stoop carrying the furniture. It was a very odd house. Mm. And, And the truth is that house probably never would have sold empty except for probably to another flipper um, who might come in and make renovations, but it's going to be tough to change the ceiling height in the house. So uh, I had one of our stagers go in and my advice to her was 
get as fun and funky as you possibly can. Like throw everything at it. Just pretend that you have an, a crazy eccentric artist living in this house. And that's how I want it staged. And she did that. And we actually, without changing the price, had an offer within a week on the house. And it's because when we changed it up and we made it fun and funky and you realized who was actually going to be interested in that house when we made it a hundred percent all about them they were the ones attracted to it and so they could then see themselves living in the house with all this fun eccentricity that was um already in the house itself so you guys you guys know who's going to buy the house before you're even staging it or thinking about staging it that's why you're so effective absolutely and we can also eliminate demographics from um, pools to to dial it in more. When you know we've been in houses that seem to be first time homebuyer neighborhoods, young families moving in, but then we realize that there's an exterior door or a door that leads into the garage in one of the bedrooms, and instantly, as a mother, I know no mother is ever going to put a child in a room with an exterior door. You're not going to sleep at night if you've got an infant or a toddler in there. As they get older, it becomes less about worrying somebody breaking in and it becomes more about worrying them. They're going to get out and you're not going to notice. And then as they hit puberty, heck no, you do <laughs> not want them anywhere. They have access to the outside without you knowing about it. So we can eliminate that first time home buyer and start looking at who's the next best candidate because mm -hmm. that buyer isn't going to buy this house. So let's set it up for the next most likely buyer. I, I think about it too. I mean, that's interesting. Once again, it's shocking me how much thought goes into it. I think about it like before, um, you know, say it's your, your minimum fee is $2,000. I thought about that, like, okay, so it's $2,000 to get the furniture, to rent the furniture and for the labor to put it in there. But so much more than that is you're paying for, you know, professionals to come in and figure out who's going to buy the house, pick handpick every piece of furniture that goes in there, make it livable. And you're, you're paying for that thought. Also, that's almost, that's more what you're paying for than the labor of putting the, it really the is. You can go get house. furniture anywhere. Right. It's, it's the, the fact that we dial in the buyer, we Market really knowledge. understand who it's going to be. And we're able to convey that into an image that emotionally connects to that specific buyer. And that creates an almost instant sale. And I can tell you too, we've done, I've done the route prior to Melissa. I've used probably three different staging companies. They were just small, like realtor, small, little, small mom and pop sort of, not even staging companies, more like a lady that stages houses on the side. And we've also purchased furniture ourselves and, and, and just the trying to do it on your own and actually purchasing furniture, moving it, trying to get that feel right. One, you're going to spend way, way more money doing it. It's going to suck the life out of you from a timeline. You know, the beautiful thing about Melissa and which is different than, I mean, way different than my other experiences, you know, if Melissa's scheduled on Wednesday to do a staging, you're going to get your pictures, you know, by Friday at the latest, it's going to be fully staged on Wednesday. It's a one day item versus, you know, a lot of other moving companies or staging companies will want you to rent furniture. So they'll, they'll literally bring you in like Aaron's rental agreement for furniture and say, Hey, you're going to rent this furniture from this guy. You're going to do this, this, and you're going to have to all these things. And then it takes them a week and a half from the time they start because the lady that's staging, it's bringing stuff in her minivan, you know, piece by piece over to the house. And it's taken her 10 days to stage something. And for us, it's time. You know, for me, it's, if, if the house is done Wednesday, I want it staged Wednesday and I want my pictures back by Friday so I can get on the market for that weekend. Cause I don't want to miss that weekend of, of sales. 
So, you know, for us, it's just, we've, we've tried to do it on our own. I've, I tell every, everybody I ever work with and people that ask me those questions, you know, if, if they doubt it or anything else, or they say, Hey, I think I can do this myself or, Hey, my mom's retired and she really, you know, would love to stage and she likes, she loves this whole idea. So she's going to go do it. And I always tell them, good luck, go do it. And they'll do it once. And you'll learn your lesson after one time that it is, it is very hard and there's a lot of moving pieces. It's one of the reasons that, I mean, I think we and me and Melissa have talked about it. You know, there's not a big national staging presence out there. There's not somebody because there's a lot of pieces to the business. There's a lot of localized knowledge. There's a lot of localized, the furniture that she uses is different in different markets and different areas and different sizes. So she can't just go buy, you know, one set of couches that work for all houses. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Um, and so you've got to have everything and you've got to have a huge arsenal of furniture and a huge arsenal of stuff. And if, and if you've constantly having to rent it, you know, then, then it's taking somebody like Melissa or somebody like myself as an investor driving around, filling out rental agreements at all these places and trying to figure out where is this stuff going to come from? And then it's sold and then I need to get out of the house. Now, where do I put it? Um, so all I can tell you all my furniture in the past is in all my families and everybody else's houses because I've just gave it away. So I spent, you know, I spent $8,000 staging one house, got it done. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, and then I end up donating it. Well, and, and so, you know, you, so, and that's the truth of the matter. And is, that and furniture doesn't necessarily translate into the next house either. It can't. It can't. It can't. I mean, We've done it. it and that, that was our problem. The houses don't necessarily match up in size and layout. And the buyer, again, unless you're just using what's available to you, isn't necessarily the right thing for that buyer. And so, you know, it's going to be very different if you're staging a property out in Jack's Beach or if you're staging it in Arlington. Yeah. You know, those buyers are vastly different. Even if the house prices are exactly the same. The, and the layouts are exactly the same. And, and I know that sometimes that's a frustration for some of our customers, especially builders, where they'll build one at Jack's Beach and then they'll build one in Orange Park and they're like, whoa, why is my bill so different? It's the same floor plan. Well, because the buyers are different and the, what's going in the houses are different. We can't just move furniture from one house into the other. We have to actually look at who's the buyer and what they expect to see in that property. Right. And so that makes a difference. And I'll say too, you know, we're not the cheapest staging company in town, not by a long shot. Um, as a matter of fact, we're one of the most expensive. And one of the things that I regularly hear from people that are new in the flipping business, and they'll decide to go the option of going the cheaper route. And especially one of the reasons that the other companies are cheaper is because one, they've got furniture sitting around that's not in houses because they don't do volume. And so they're just trying to make a deal to get it somewhere so they don't have to pay for storage right? Because some money is better than no money. But the other part is they're only staging part of the house. And, you know, they might only do the like the living room, dining room, master bedroom kind of thing. And, and so that costs less money. But even those rooms are done less well. I know we had one customer that used us and then decided on a higher end home that they didn't want to spend that kind of money staging with us. So they went with the cheaper company. And, and in the end, while they were with that company, they did $50,000 in price reductions. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad they decided to save money. And I'm doing air quotes here, save money on the staging. Um, because it was because our extra, you know, $2,000 over the other company was just too much money. Yeah. And I mean, in Jacksonville, what I've seen, you know, with other stagers, there's nobody even in the ballpark, you know, there's just nobody at the caliber and the quality of caliber and, and, and doing the complete house. And, and I've had the, like I said, I've had, I get a lot of investors that ask me, this is a very common question that I get asked, you know, why do your houses always look so good? And it's not, it's not, you know, 
do we do a good renovation? Yes. Do we spend a lot of time on it? And do we, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the cherry on the top is the staging. It's what blends it all together. Um, and yeah. so, and, and we have some investors that we work with that, you know, the quality of work isn't up to par, to be honest. And that's not our call to make. We're not going to hide any defects of the house, but we can still make the house look good. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's, it's always cheaper to stage even with us at a higher price point, especially with us at the higher price point, it's cheaper to stage with us than it is to do your very first price reduction 90% of the time. For sure. You know, one more thing too we've we've noticed that I've always noticed as a benefit is um, also, you know, it's a vacant house. Typically, we're dealing with 99% of the houses I sell are vacant every year. So theft has gone way down. Um, I'm not sure if you know people just look at it as it's occupied. So you don't have the people breaking in, um, stealing stuff, stealing appliances, you know, stealing furniture. I mean, it's very rare that we have issues with staged homes. Prior to that, prior to, you know, my history in staging, we had, we had all kinds of problems. Um, so it's, for me, that's been one huge advantage. Um, too, is it looks like an occupied home. It appears to be an occupied home from the outside. Yeah. Especially because all the rooms are done. It's not like just the key rooms, but all the bedrooms are empty. No, it's the whole house. It's, it's, if you're just peeking in windows or you're looking on MLS, there's nothing to say that somebody doesn't live here. Exactly. Exactly. So quick recap. Um, thank you, Melissa, for all the information, uh, started out in Charleston, had your company up there, sold it. Started completely from scratch back in Jacksonville with just a car full of stuff from Home Goods. Now Rave Reviews is got 90 houses outstaged and did, you said, 1.2 last year. That's great. Uh, crazy growth. So, and just in conclusion, staging, um, Kyle shared that, you know, of his thousands and thousands of flips that he's done, he stages every single one. So, just starting out, or even if you're trying to sell your own house, that should tell you something about the experience and if it actually works or not. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious to me that not staging your house to sell is just kind of short-term thinking because you're going to get paid that money back um, in time on market and just uh, the offers you're going to get from it. It's just shocking what a stage home looks like compared to um, just a homeowner kind of, even if leaving your own furniture, you just can tell the difference on the pictures on the MLS. So can you just give us one more, Melissa, um, companies, rave reviews, where can they find you? Someone that's flipping a house. How do they go about getting in touch with you and getting it staged and all the contact info for you guys? You bet. So, um, you can find us online at ravehomestaging.com, R-A-V-E, homestaging.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash ravehomestaging. And we're on Instagram also at ravehomestaging. You can call us at 904-379-5523, or you can reach us by email at admin at rave, R-A-V dash jacksonville.com. And, um, Before I go, I just wanted to give you one last, if you're still on the fence, Mm -hmm. one last little reason why you might want to consider staging with us. And this is 
This has only started happening in the last few months, and I'm very excited about it, and I'm curious to see what happens in 2019 with it. But in the last few months, because we've done such a great marketing push, and we've been out there educating agents, and um, they've seen all of our pictures, and, and our look has a very, we have a very specific look in photographs. And we ask all of the agents who use our services to put in the private notes, professionally photographed and staged by Rave Home Staging, what we're hearing from realtors now is that they want to show our properties when they know we've staged them because they know their buyers will make an offer. Absolutely. So that means that realtors now, if they have a choice of showing properties, want are telling us that they want to show our properties because they know they aren't going to have to put their buyers in cars for weekends on end. If they show up at one of our houses, they're going to fall in love and they're going to make an offer. I, I believe that a hundred percent. You can just, as I, when I comp stuff out on the MLS, I'm just clicking through stuff all the time and I don't even have to I can just click through a house and I know that it's staged by you guys. And I know I probably know the person that renovated the house. So it's just funny that uh, I can attest to that. You you guys have a certain look to you and um, we get we get offers quick on everything we sell. You could just go to our website, see the houses we sell, every single one of them staged. Um, if you need to get in touch with Raven, and you didn't catch that, you can email me or Kyle. We'll put you in touch with them, too. Um, really appreciate you coming in, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Melissa. Absolutely. Also, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, you can sub- subscribe to the podcast if you like what you heard. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time.